This is the Little Moments Count radio podcast, created in partnership with community radio stations throughout Minnesota. Each episode, you'll hear interviews with early childhood experts on how to support the important brain development that takes place in the first 1,000 days of life, just through Little Moments every day. Learn more at littlemomentscount.org slash podcast. It's a good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Courtney Cuff, hit me cut again. Because all the hippies are trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. This is Robert Pilot in Washington, D.C. And uh, you're listening to Native Roots Radio and we discuss local and national Native news and events. And I want to just say that this portion of Native Roots Radio is brought to you by Little Moments Count. Little Moments Count is a statewide collaborative focused on uh, helping parents and caregivers learn about the importance of brain development in the first three years of life. For more information, you can visit littlemomentscount.org. Ogama, I'm here in uh, Washington, D.C., and ICWA was going on today, and uh, we're really, really uh, happy to have our guest uh, on Native Roots Radio is really excited to be partnered with Little Moments Count uh, to host these conversations focused on early childhood development. We've been welcoming monthly guests to talk about um, how they view the role of early childhood development and uh, bright futures and strong communities for Native people throughout Minnesota. And we're excited to have them back and uh, we'll have them again in the future as well. Welcome back, Barb. That's Hey, there they are. Hey, I just want to say uh, Native Roots Radio is... Uh, all over civic media network all over. And I'm in Washington, D.C. supporting ICWA. So the timing of this show is awesome. And I want to just jump right into the questions, you guys. Do you mind? Uh, we're, uh, can I get to uh, Lucy? Can you can you tell me about the professional development it's initiative that you and Indigenous Vision are working on? Sure. Well, well, I wouldn't say me personally. (laughs) Um, I currently work for the Department of Ed um, in in the Early Learning Services Division at the state of Minnesota. Um, I'm a longtime early childhood professional. I've been a teacher, director. You know, I've led professional development. Um, And in my role at MDE, I I really started to think critically. Um, What sort of opportunities are available for our American Indian teachers? or teachers who serve primarily American Indian children. And I thought, you know, I, I was in a position and, and, you know, had some funding. And so I reached out to Indigenous Visioning and see if they would partner with me to learn from our early childhood professionals in the community. Um, and that's what we did. Um, we reached out to the community and um, we asked them what's important to them. What would they like to learn more about? Um, what knowledge do they hold? Um, and, you know, filling the gap of the of the professional development needed by our teachers today well that's exciting hey barb welcome back great to see you as always uh um i want to ask you a quick question and then uh you can take it from there barb what what is indigenous visioning's role in this initiative 
And how does it, um, how does this uh, align with uh, Little Moments Counts work? Oh, you're not on mute, but it looks like maybe your microphone isn't connected. Um, so maybe if we just dial back just a little bit here, um, we're here with Lucy Little Wolf. Uh, is it Arias? Is that how you say your last name, Lucy? Arias. Arias. Thank yes. you. I can't roll my R, so I'm sorry That's about that. I'm, I'm still figuring it out, too. I've been in Minnesota too long, to be honest. <laughs> Lucy is a Ojibwe, Blackfeet, and Latina mother of three children by birth and kinship adoption. And as she said, she's the early language and literacy specialist. Um, and prior to that was uh, working with preschool development grants for tribal nations at the Minnesota Department of Education. Um, and we're really excited to have her here to talk about the Indigenous Professional Development for Early Childhood Educators. Um, and in 2022, the Indigenous Visioning, uh, who we have Barb Favor on for, um, yes. conducted this survey of Indigenous early childhood professionals throughout Minnesota. So that's what we're talking about today. And it sounds like we have Barb yeah. back. Is that right? Yes. Oh, it's good to hear your voice. Welcome back, Barb. Yeah, uh, yeah. Barb Faber, CEO of Indigenous Visioning. And back to Robert's question. So uh, Lucy, when Lucy reached out to us, um, you know, we had a great conversation about what's important in uh, tribal early childhood settings or just about any kind of early childhood, childhood settings where Indigenous children could be. And so, like Lucy said, we um, surveyed uh, teachers throughout the state of Minnesota, the tribal early childhood teachers in all the tribal programs. And uh, we had a great response. And many of them um, felt that the, you know, the culture um, was important and finding out, uh, you know, native language and literacy Indigenous outdoor learning environments, Indigenous food and nutrition, social emotional support for children. So those are just some of the top ones. And so um, Lucy asked us to do, um, you know, to implement, do the survey and um, find cultural trainers um, to help put on those trainings. So the, the survey responses was really interesting. And, um, you know, the, the research is out there. I mean, it tells us that, you know, um, the inclusion of children's indigenous uh, cultural practices can help contextualize, contextualize academic concepts within the children's positive self-esteem. We all know that, but now we have research that uh, backs us up. Wow, you do. And, you know, I know this and I think you know this, but can you tell our audience why this is important work? Lucy, do you want to try that one? It's who we are, right? Um, we're all born um, with our gifts and we're all born with a path. And as Indigenous people, it's important that our teachers can be our knowledge holders and share that with us. Um, so, you know, it... It can be a complicated answer or, or very simple. It's who we are and we deserve to have the opportunity to learn more and how it looks and how it feels and um, what it means. Wow, yeah, definitely. And, Go yeah, ahead, Barb. And Robert, um, <clears throat> some of the other uh, research that we looked at, it's, you know, when you offer culture and language in a classroom with children, 
you know, it has a, it's a strong um, support to reverse historical trauma. Uh, it, you know, it helps develop them a strong cultural identity. Uh, they learn cultural teachings, prevent culture loss for the entire community. So it's a, it can be a feeder program to get back the culture and the language in our communities and our families. That's that's super important. Um, what, you did a survey. What what else were the results in this survey, or did we cover a lot of it? Uh, well, in um, uh, the the response was overwhelming, and you know they they talked about. Um, we asked them if they were. You know, had a range of knowledge about indigenous cultures and traditions. Twenty-four of them felt that twenty-four uh, percent of them felt they had a low um, cultural knowledge, and fifty-three uh, percent felt they were intermediate, and only twenty-two felt they, that they were very knowledgeable in the culture and traditions. So. You know, we want to level the playing field and we want to get more, you know, we're looking for more, always looking for more cultural teachers and uh, elders to share and in the classroom. And so, you know, these are, the survey was done, was for Indigenous um, teachers and, you know, the training is going to be created for, um, by them and by elders and um, cultural teachers. So we're always looking for some, you know, those. And so if anybody is interested, make sure you get a hold of us that um, our, our website is www.indigenousvisioning.com. And majority of the respondents um, wanted additional training around well-being. They wanted um, early childhood models from an indigenous lens. Uh, they wanted to learn about Indigenous concepts, principles, principles and practices. So, um, it, you know, there's such a need out there. And, you know, I was so excited when Lucy contacted us about this because this is something we've been um, talking about for a long time at Indigenous Visioning. So um, Lucy made it happen. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Good for you. And, you know, we... We as tribal nations across the nation uh, uh, should be helping. What what can the tribes promote culture within the classroom? How can how can our tribes do it? And how are you working with that? I don't know if Lucy wants to answer that, or if you do, Barb. I can start, and then Lucy, if you want to add to it. So uh, uh, the professionals that uh, responded, they talked. Eighty um, percent of them wanted the. The training in person. Uh, you know, we not only ask them what they wanted um, to learn, but, uh, you know, how they wanted to receive that training. You know, especially in a world of um, virtual uh, training is so, uh, everything's virtual these days because of the pandemic, but 80% of them said in person, 51% at a conference, 44% online, said an online group, and 31 says on an individual basis. So um, nearly 40% of the, all those surveys also said um, that they do not receive um, culturally relevant training right now. So we hope to 
to um, change those statistics. Yeah, go, we got about a minute left in the segment. Lucy, you have anything to add? And uh, I'll just add that I know when uh, relatives that haven't been around and are just coming around for the first time and they hear the drum, how significant that is and how they feel it. And um, that's what kind of what you guys are talking about. Exactly. Um, you know, one thing I would tell programs and, you know, our tribes is to really think outside of the classroom. You know, uh, we didn't learn in the confines of a box. <laughs> and so really thinking of, of what are what are our strengths or, or what are our assets in our community? And that's our natural world, our elders, right? And really asserting, you know, the role of parents as being the first and, and most important teacher in a child's life. Wow, that's a great way to end this segment. Hey, uh, we are here doing our weekly, monthly uh, check-in with littlemoments.count. We're here with Barb and Lucy, and we're going to come back and uh, wrap up the show with a couple more questions. And uh, one uh, thing Lori has asked on Facebook is, and we'll get to this when we come back, is this or will this be published? So that's a really great question. And you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Colvin, one U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Barb, uh, I want to ask uh, just a quick thing that Lori uh, asked one, that's listening to this is, will this be published or is it published out there anywhere? You're, um... Yeah, it, it's not published at this time, and I am not sure. Uh, that's a Lucy question. It'll be her document uh, when we're complete. Lucy? <laughs> Yeah, it'll, it, it'll be, I know Barb and them are wrapping up and they have, you know, they want to do some feedback again, some more, get, gather some more feedback from teachers. Um, but yeah, it'll be published. It'll probably be published on Indigenous Visioning's website, um, MDE's website. So yeah, it'll be out there. Um, but I'm sure, you know, I think it's in a good shape. If anybody's interested, Bar I'm, I think Barb could share it. I could share it. So Definitely. And Barb, maybe give your uh, email, or not email, but uh, your website address again. Yes, it's indigenousvisioning, one word, um, dot com. Pretty easy. Uh, you know, and earlier you asked me how this uh, relates to and aligns with little moments counts, and, and it aligns perfectly. And, you know, Little Moments Count is all about the more you talk and play and read and sing to your child every day, you know, and the smarter their brain becomes, you know, their little sponges. Well, it's the same thing with the culture and the language. Um, and so we're so grateful for Little Moments Count for supporting this and um, the state of Minnesota Department of Education, because this is this is important work. And this is just the start of it, I believe. And uh, we know there's a, a need for it, a demand for it. 
And so, you know, please, again, if you have, if you're a cultural trainer or you're, you, you have something that you feel that, you know, early childhood um, educators, uh, you know, could learn from, you know, please contact us. We're, we're anxious to uh, talk to you. You know, Barb and Lucy, this really fits into what I'm doing here out in Washington, D.C., um, and why it's so important that our little ones stay in the family uh, to get this. And I know me personally, we have a couple generations that are lost in our way, you know, and we're coming back. But uh, we don't want more generations uh, being lost, Barb. No, we don't. No, we don't. And my heart and prayers go out to you all in D.C. and um, miigwech for the fight. And just know that we are here and praying for everybody. Right. And it, and it just really fits into your, your work. So it's just makes so much sense that we need to, uh, you know, really teach our little ones our ways because they are our ways. And again, you know, we talk, I talked about a little earlier, how I see family members, how the drum affects them, how language affects them inside, you know, Lucy, I mean, have you seen that too in your work? Oh, definitely. And even with myself, um, you know, I was blessed to to work alongside a, a first language speaker years ago. And, you know, the very direct teaching she gave me and the indirect teachings I still carry to this day. So definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Barb, uh, you know, we've covered a lot of stuff. I'm wondering if there's anything that you want to want to bring up here in this last few minutes. <clears throat> well, I, I would just say that, uh, you know, culture in the classroom is, is um, it, it just makes sense because, you know, m most of our Indigenous children are being taught by uh, through a westernized curriculum. And sometimes it's adapted to um, tribal uh, classrooms, but for the most part, it's a westernized curriculum. So, uh, we've, uh, you know, we've been working and talking about creating that curriculum um, because, you know, we, we, we know it can be indigenized, just about anything can be indigenized, the curriculum, but why when we should be, you know, providing those um, direct lessons and teachings like Lucy was talking about, um, that's how our children learn, that's how we learn. And we, you're right, Robert, we got two generations to make up here um, to bring our culture and our language back and reverse um, adverse childhood experiences and replace them with positive childhood experiences. Well, yeah, and it's a great point. And I'm glad we're talking this way because it's, it's so important. You know, um, I've seen so many of our Native kids as in the years of teaching that uh, uh, have been lost until, until, you know, somebody has reached out, you know, and told them it's not a race and that told them that it's okay to be where you're at. And, um, because we understand our people and especially, um, you guys understand the young ones and especially the ones that went away and their, the parents are learning too. And, uh, at the same time. So Barb, it's just a wonderful thing. Thank you, Chimigwech. You know, and that's why we created Indigibox. And I know we've talked on this show about that, but it's the same concept. We're trying to get more culture and language and um, things that are familiar with our kids 
things um, from home um, that they're familiar with. And absolutely, you know, the case that you're listening to out in Washington, D.C., it is it's critical. And just imagine, um, you know, all the children that aren't in their in their tribal communities, you know, they don't they're not getting any of this. And so we need to keep them in our communities. Exactly. And we know that when people come back to us in an older uh, in an older age, that it has really affected them and they don't know what why they feel left out until they come back. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the education um, achievement gap and, you know, we, we have all those statistics, bad statistics that show us, well, you know, why we are, you know, the achievement gap. We have low um, graduation rates and high dropout rates and health issues. You know, that is all from um, that historical trauma. And the more we can um share with our kids this rich culture and language, you know, the better they're going to be as adults. Exactly. We've got about a minute left. Uh, Lucy, do you have any, any, anything to comment on? I know uh, maybe uh, how your curriculum is morphing into more or how, how you came about it. It's just, just really exciting to hear educators really jumping into this and and knowing our kids and how kids learn and so it's just exciting lucy well you know you know it's interesting um you know little kids know so much when they're little bitty babies um just because they can't tell us what they know we assume they don't know a lot but that's not true and um, they know way more than they are to communicate. And that and that progresses with them, right? Um, when one day when it's time to learn to read, little kids know way more than the simple books that are put in their hands. So it's our job as the adults and the educators to fill them up, fill them up with all the good, good knowledge in the world, right? Let it be our, our cultural ways, our language, or even the science of nature, right? Um, to fill them up with those things, um, because one day when they pick up a book and that knowledge is there, they're gonna, they're already gonna know it, and they're wow. just gonna build upon it. Great way to end it. Thanks, Barb. Thanks, Lucy. Thanks, Olgaman. I want to thank uh, Mary Kunish's sister, Patrice Kunish, coming in, and of course we want to say, Peeny Gigi, thank you to Little Moments Count for what they do for our community. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio presents. I'm awake. Thanks for listening to the Little Moments Count radio podcast in partnership with community radio stations throughout Minnesota. You can find the Little Moments Count radio podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at littlemomentscount.org slash podcast.